Hello there, this is Charlene. You are listening to the Tessio Open Mic Podcast, a podcast created by testers for testers. In the previous episode of this mini-series, Work Smarter, Not Harder, Marcus and I talked about how to choose the most promising test, an amazing checklist to help you pick the right test, especially if you are new to the platform. It's really important to pick the right one. And why is that? Um, just for our motivation for today's topic. If you pick the wrong test, you will work on a test that is not promising, you will get frustrated, you will not earn a lot, maybe nothing, and you will have wasted time. And you could have prevented all that by spending a couple of minutes to just pick the right test. So this time investment is definitely worth it um, because then you will work on the right test and you'll be successful. So it all starts with picking the right test before we before we can optimize anything else in your workflow, in your working style, uh, you have to pick the first test first of all. How I would go about it is, when you look at your dashboard, click through every available test. Look at when it starts, when it ends, if it has already started. Again, maybe the competition is already so high, maybe a lot of bugs have already been submitted. You may wanna pick a test that is about to start. Okay, among all those that are about to start, Again, check the instructions, check the payout, check the hard facts of this test, check um, the complexity of the test. Is it understandable for you? Um, it, do you prefer such a type of test? If not, check the other tests as well. And then pick the most promising one for you. And then really focus on, on this test that you identified. Jumping back and forth because you didn't find a bug within three, four, five minutes I wouldn't do that personally. I would focus on one test, the most promising one that I identified, and then when I'm done, when I feel, okay, um, I have now found a few bugs, um, then I, I go to the next one. Hello, Marcus. Welcome back. Hey, Charlie. Glad to be back. Thank you for joining me again. And what would be the subject about, Marcus, for this episode? Yeah, so now that we covered um, the, I think, most crucial decision to make um, to pick the right test. Now I think it's time to talk a little bit about the test itself that you picked and what you do within this test to be the most successful. So it will be about reading and comprehending the test cycle instructions. Oh, that's, that's, very, that's very important because once you have done all like what I call checklists, but it's actually how to understand it. Uh, test on our platform once you pick the right one so the first thing you have to do like inevitable in even for team leaders is read instructions so please yeah I, I fully agree with you here Charlie so what what I want to point out is this is not just about reading it's about comprehension of what you're reading you know we, we usually just talk about testers please read the instructions um, and all the information we provide to you but it's it's really more than that Right? Uh, comprehension here means attentively reading, uh, trying to understand it and interpreting it and also integrating what you read with what you already know. I think this is quite important. So every tester has their background, has um, gone through the onboarding, has mm. different experiences from previous tests, uh, knows the rules um, uh, as always. And comprehension here means 
uh, combining what you know from the given rules uh, with what you, you're reading in the test instructions. Wow. Cru crucial indeed. Yeah, and you know, it's, it sounds obvious to everyone listening to this podcast, right? You need to read the instructions. Maybe you've even heard it <laughs> yeah. plenty of times by TLs uh, or by the community team, but it's really mm. worth the investment. No, let me give you an Please. example. Um, Please. It probably takes about five minutes, maybe a little bit more, to really read through everything. Some tests even don't come with uh, any or little um, in additional information. So let's say mm, it's, it takes true. five minutes to really read into it uh, and, and understand everything. Uh, that, can, that time is very well invested. If you, for example, don't read the, uh, take these five minutes and you just go right into testing mode. And maybe you then test something for 10 minutes, which you shouldn't have tested. So this already exactly. shows you that, you know, you could save these 10 minutes by investing the five minutes of reading and understand and comprehension. Um, also, let's say, let's say you tested everything by accident. You tested exactly what was supposed mm. to be tested without having read the instructions. But then you find the bug, which is actually out of scope. So you take the time mm. to start documenting everything. You invest exactly. time. It can easily take five to 10 minutes to document a bug report. And then it gets rejected. So these five to 10 minutes for the documentation mm. were for nothing. And it also adds frustration, but that's probably just, uh, yeah, um, another effect of it. Um, what I tried to tell you is you can really save a lot of time by just investing this small amount of time in the very beginning of a test. Yes, and testers get, uh, they, they get to know about the instructions very early, even before the beginning of the actual testing time. So it's plenty of time to do so. Exactly. So usually we in, invite testers before the test starts. So mm -hmm. that time is well uh, spent on, on reading and understanding uh, because you cannot test anyway. Um, exactly. What you could, of course, say is, well, I can I as a tester can go to another test that is already running and spend time on that test testing. Um, that's, mm -hmm. of course, true. But however, you know, re remember what we talked about in our first episode is, you know, pick the right test, focus on that mm -hmm. test. And if this test that is about to start in 30 or 60 minutes is the right test that you picked, then it's mm -hmm. again worth the investment to just read it yeah? and exactly. not focus on other yeah. tests at the same time. Absolutely. And about these instructions, where is the structure? of the instructions uh, on a overview page of a test? Like, yeah, that's on. a very well valid question. So, of course, we need to tell our listeners what exactly they should read and how to maybe prioritize it. So, yes. as you may know, there are feature descriptions, um, mm -hmm. there are additional requirements, there is a goal of this test, and there is an out-of-scope section. Um, mm -hmm. and I would recommend to read from top to bottom um, mm -hmm. everything that, that's there. And I also want to give you my golden rule that I always used when I was a tester and it, it still applies in my opinion. So you may read different things in the feature descriptions and in the additional mm -hmm. um, requirements, goals and out of scope section. And then you might read mm -hmm. something even further else uh, in the chat by the TL. Yeah. 
So how do you how do you make sense of that? That you read different information, different places, and how do you prioritize here? So I would always say, the the the, the fundament is the features. So you read the features. Then on top of this, the the manually written instructions in goal out of scope and additional requirements because somebody invested some time here, right? It, it was definitely yeah. written manually. So this is probably yes. more actual information than what's written in the feature descriptions because the feature descriptions mm, are a lot correct. of times standard features and mm. the test may be duplicated from a previous test. So, you yeah. know, that's what customers do a lot of times. They just duplicate a previous mm. test and that means that unless they really thoroughly check all the feature descriptions, they might be a little bit outdated or a little bit inconsistent with what they write in the additional requirements. So again, right. additional requirements, it's manually written, it's probably more actual. And then mm. you have the TLs writing something in the test chat, and that is probably the most important information because it overrules and overwrites what's in the test instructions. Mm -hmm. The TL has to probably talk to the CSM and ask for clarification, or the TL with all their experience knows how to interpret these instructions from the customer. So again, at the end of the day, it, it counts what's written in the TL chat. And if there's any instruction that you know um, contradicts maybe what was written in the test instructions, rather go mm -hmm. with the TL chat information. Exactly, yes. Yeah, it might be a reason for, for sure yeah. to share that, like, for, yeah, definitely. That's, that's actually my approach. Uh, well, I learned that just by getting rejections and reading, rereading, asking all this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I believe. So one more thing is if you notice any inconsistency, so if you cannot make sense of the information you read in all of these three places, um, my recommendation would be do not start testing and making and don't make too many assumptions here what might be correct so rather ask for guidance um, and if it's something that blocks you from even starting to test in this test cycle then rather skip the test or, or wait until the tl responds and, and spend some time on another test cycle because it doesn't make sense to start testing if not everything is clear to you or at least you know, some part is clear that you can already start testing that part. Um, you you might be wasting your time here if if yeah you notice inconsistencies if you if it's not clear and uh, and you run into rejections maybe because of that. Absolutely. And for instance, today I so uh, I got those reports that are coming from no reading the instructions and the instruction was set up journey before starting testing and. Mm -hmm. 10, 10 minutes after the start of the test, I got a report that was, I cannot access, the user cannot access the, the app, uh, the website. And it, of course, because it's not using Drony, that was <laughs> yes. the answer. So please, please just read. And it's, it's definitely worth it. five minutes of reading to comprehend the test is, is much better than one hour testing because oh, it's yeah. going to be just and, and, time. And this is a good example you made here um, for our listeners, I think. Um, yeah, what, one more recommendation from my side would be, you know, one word can make a big difference. So if you 
think that you read the additional requirements and everything seems clear but maybe one word isn't and you just skip it that might make all the difference so please look up this mm -hmm. word online um, because english is for most of us not our native language and therefore yeah keep learning by looking up words and then that will ensure you actually understood what you read and you know what is supposed to be done uh, i have encountered in my previous experiences that you know i thought i understood something and then i i invested that that 30 seconds or that 60 seconds to look it up and and then it turned out mm -hmm. oh wait i would have made a big mistake here and i would have submitted this yeah. bug now for example which would of course have mm -hmm. gotten rejected so probably one of my last recommendations for today would be you know keep this information you read present while you test right um again mm -hmm. we already talked talked about attentively reading and understanding what you read but you also have to keep it present uh, and have, you have to apply it when you look at the the customer interface uh, the customer product um, and if you do that i can guarantee you you will you will notice oh okay this area is out of scope because i read it before or this this area is what i should focus on because it's said in the goal of this test section uh, and so yeah again keep information present You will also find this information in an Academy article soon. So Charlie and I will prepare oh, these articles for each episode of this mini-series. So you can um, read a summary basically in these articles. And we will also link the episodes to these articles. Uh, so in case you are more of a um, of the reading learning type, reading. Uh, that, that's better for you. It would be better, definitely. Thank you for sharing such valuable advice again with our audience, our tested workers. And I'm sure that after this episode, they are also, after two episodes now, they'll start putting into practice all that has been shared today and last episode. Uh, for sure, they are eager to hear the next strategy. Looking forward to the next one and hope to see you yeah. all there. Thank you for sharing your valuable advice once again with our, our testers, uh, our audience workers. I should after two episodes, they are start, they are start already putting into practice all that has been shared. And uh, I'm sure they are eager to hear the next strategy. Thank you all for listening to the Tessio Open Mic podcast. If you want to know more about us, what we do, how we do it, and build a QA testing career in the IT industry from scratch, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to listen to our private podcast, please join our Discord community directly from your tester account. Take care, stay safe and stay tuned. Cheers. Mm -hmm.